Hi there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL2, I'm Benjamin Light. And this is Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S5E17, The Bin of Sin. Mm-hmm. Bin of Sin. I guess the bin in this case refers to the storage unit itself. They keep calling it a bin in this episode. Yeah, I thought that was... Is that like an East Coast thing? Leaves the shit out of me. I mean, I'll live with it because I like the title so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode is written by Janelle Lennon and directed by Trip Reed. Mm-hmm. We're moving right into 5B here. Uh, next week's episode has a wonderful title, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's let's dive right in. Yeah, so we start in Caleb's apartment. It's uh, the same night where we left off last week's episode. Everyone's gathered, going over all the, the new shit. Everyone's getting privy to the new shit. And Arya says... I can't believe you guys think that Mona's body is seriously buried in that barrel. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't actually say that, but uh, Arya is like, "Oh, you guys, you seriously think Mona's body's in that barrel?" I like the way the uh, the camera kind of like moves up over the laptop to see Hannah, mm-hmm. like looking intently. All the liars are here, but uh, yeah, Caleb's on the computer. Hannah's leaning over, and the rest of the liars are standing around. I think it's interesting that like we had like the three month time jump, then a two week time jump, and then like three episodes that are each like basically a, a day a piece I, I sense that that's how the writers are used to and comfortable writing mm-hmm. so unless they have a specific reason to they're not going to do like any sort of time jump it's usually just like it picks right up and keeps going yeah um, and i've always liked that about plo though like it's you know maybe an episode takes place over two days mm-hmm. although uh-huh. it's somehow always the weekend mm-hmm. uh, but I, yeah so Arya's it's like you guys seriously think mona's body's in that barrel and Hannah and Caleb both look over at her just like, amateur. And mm. Caleb's like, yes. Uh, and Emily's like, okay, we knew Allison was crazy. But to do something like that, Spencer says, makes her even sicker than we thought. And Hannah says, and now that psychopath is targeting me. And she holds up a piece of paper for Arya to read. For some reason, Arya is the one who needs to read this. Mm. Uh, it's the re- storage rental agreement that shows Hannah's name on the, the lease for 1017 there. T- 12 by 24 foot storage facility 11050 a month that's not too bad i guess no yeah uh, and aria's like hannah this has to be payback for when you confronted her in jail aria is like commandant in the exposition corps today mm-hmm. and spencer's like whoa slow down when did you see ally it's like oh smooth aria nice one mm-hmm. and ellie's like and how does aria know about that and we're just finding out and then we get like major hannah face well hannah's like again hey just crawl up out of my ass, <laughs> yeah. guys. Could you do that? Could you just crawl right out of Ben's Thanks LA's a fucking ass? lot, Tolba. Yeah. Um, I love these meetings that they have, like when like the revelations start popping out. Mm. It's like it's like the stakes just feel like they're raised. Yeah, you know, it's like everyone's been carrying around these little micro secrets uh, for the season, and now they're going to start popping out. Well, I really liked it in the five A finale when like the liars had their hug moment, and like the two outsiders, Caleb and Mona, like Caleb got to look <laughs> over and experience Mona's you know outsiderness. But like, I really just want them to pan over to like Caleb, who's just like watching these four girls and just like shaking his head or something. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Caleb, he has to defend his girlfriend now. He's like, guys, this has nothing to do with this, okay? That storage unit was rented in Hannah's name four months ago. Okay, the day before Mona was murdered. Totally off topic. Do you think Caleb knows about the Jason and Ashley thing? Do you think uh, Hannah told him? I don't think she did, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she briefly brought up the whole Ted proposal thing. And I, I'm going to take 
from that brief scene that Ted or Caleb is just like Ted, that fucking guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Hannah would have had time to really get into everything that goes with. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't think Rory Gilmore here had time to talk about Lorelai sleeping with Jason. Um, but yeah, Spencer reasons that it was probably Allison's plan to frame Hannah all along. And Hannah adds that the bloody knife that Toby found, you know, probably had her prints all over it. So Caleb says to Spencer, it was a good choice to get rid of that. And Spencer's just like, yeah. Hey, let like, me, uh, let me interlude here. Hmm? I was just randomly reading Reddit and I came across this wonderful comment that describes like the Caleb and Spencer detective show here. And it was so good. I felt like I, I should read it on uh, the podcast. Hmm. Uh, this is from, you know, DN4327, whoever that is. They say, uh, they're talking about Caleb and Spencer. They're the two greatest private eyes ever assembled who don't feel like they've done the job unless they've broken like 50 laws, put someone's job in jeopardy, put their own lives at risk, lied at least, lied to at least a dozen people and fucked up a relationship along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good choice. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Spade and Archer here. Yeah. <laughs> then they high five and chest bump. Um, Hannah's like, we should do the same with the stuff in the bin. And I want Arya to be like, what's a bin, Hannah? <laughs> but instead, Arya's like, Hannah, Mona's body could seriously be in that barrel. Do you want to burn that too? Yes. Arya's like, she always like, it's like she's joined the, the mystery team and now she has to get self-righteous on everyone. Well, yeah, because she always feels like if she has to roll up her sleeves and get involved, like micromanage these like, lazy slackabouts, mm-hmm. like, God damn it, she's going to get things done. Um, but Hannah says, no, of course not. But they could put it somewhere. And Emily's like... If we touch anything, that's tampering of evidence. Oh, evidence well, that hmm. I was gonna say, like you care, Emily. Like yeah. uh, two days ago, you wanted to, or actually, more a couple weeks ago, you wanted to like plant DNA in Mona's house, like plant mm-hmm. Allie's DNA. Like suddenly, you care about evidence tampering. Yeah, but she's like, that's tampering of evidence. Evidence that could convict Allie. And Hannah's like, and me, and I don't have a good alibi. Caleb's just like, oh, babe. You were there with me, you know, prepping Thanksgiving dinner that day. Hannah points out they were alone. The cops will just assume that Caleb is lying about the alibi to protect Hannah. And Spencer's like, what about your mom? Where was she? And Hannah's like, oh, she was at the soup kitchen with Ted. And I just wrote, Ted has been fucking shit up for months now. Well, you can just see Spencer thinking like, thanks a lot, Ted, you asshole. Yeah, yeah. Um... So Caleb's just like, well, we do have one thing going for us. We're a step ahead of Holbrook. He doesn't know that we trace Mona's laptop at the storage unit. So Emily rightly points out, how exactly do we know even know that Holbrook is behind this? And it's like, yes, exactly. Fucking exactly. Well, that's that's her. That's been like basically one of her missions since 5B started. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that it was Allison who like staple gunned you? So well, Ezra is like brew. Are you it's, sure? It's the classic. You're always so sure of everything you're so sure about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she says it could be any one of Ali's little minions. Yesterday, we, you know, we thought Holbrook was reaching out, reaching out to Arya, and Arya says, "Yeah, he wasn't. He sent me on a wild goose chase for." And then she like looks over at Hannah, and she's like, "No reason." You know the way Lucy Hale plays Arya. Really, I just think like, my God, I want to see her do like a gender swapped Hamlet. I don't even I know think what that, that means. I feel like that would be just insane. Um, yeah. So now, well, do you think? Do you think Arya's kind of figured out what the the flowers from Jason to Ashley might have meant? I feel like Arya's probably had time to jot down notes for a short story in which those flowers are like five different kinds of metaphors, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what garden those flowers are picked out of. You know, meaning somebody's vagina. Um, so now Caleb's like, well, my point is we have some time to play a little offense. I will corrupt their data files. I'll make sure that Hannah's name is no longer collected to that bin. 
so she says that they can tell Hannah that they traced Mona's laptop or um laptop there. And Ari's tell Tanner, like, yeah. Yeah, tell Tanner, sorry. Uh and Ari's me am I fucking autocorrect? Like mm-hmm. it kept Hannah kept becoming Tanner, and of course Talia kept becoming Aaliyah. Um so Ari's like, yeah, and she'll eventually put the piece together that Holbrook's behind this. Like none of this is sitting well with Hannah. So Hannah I says really that, like the way this is filmed here where Everyone's talking around Hannah. The ha- camera stays on Hannah the whole time. Right. You just see her. She's kind of like processing all this. And, and she's like, yeah, and she doesn't. It will boom, just boomerang back onto me. And Emily's like, that's not going to happen. And Hannah's like, how are you so sure? And Spencer says, Hannah, this this is the safest plan we got. And Hannah says, yes, yeah, safe for you guys, not for me. And she just like storms off, like kind of cutting right through the liar wall there and heads for the door. Caleb calls after her, like, Hannah. But Hannah just like slams the door. She's out of there. The liars are all very concerned. Time to go fuck some shit up. Especially Spencer and Caleb. They're like, we haven't fucked shit up enough. Well, yeah, I like, I like that there's a, there's like a very subtle, like Caleb and Spencer thing over the course of this episode. There's this and there's the moment towards the end, but it's like, I don't know. I I kept thinking to myself, like back to like Gamma Zeta die. You know, and like, why don't they just, I don't know, hold Hannah down, somewhere, <laughs> you know, tire to a chair for like the next 24 hours. So this this rage like passes. But so after the credits, uh, it's the next day at the Ruined Brew. Emily the and Pedal Brew. Yeah, the Pedal Brew. I'm going to try to make that happen. Which would look interesting in neon. Um, Emily and Ari are talking and Emily's just like thinking about moaning that barrel gave me nightmares. And Ari's like, yeah, I barely slept. And when I did, I dreamt that Holbrook wallpapered Ezra's entire apartment with my letter to Jackie. Well, Emily just like straight up rolls her eyes here. It's like, fuck me. How did you turn this into an Ezra conversation that fast? Like, what what just happened to me? I thought we were talking about Mona. Now we're talking about you. I just want Emily to be like, every fucking time with you. (laughs) I saw someone online wrote that this is Arya's attempt to dress like Ezra here. I just wrote LOL. LOL. Arya has like a weird vest on over this even weirder shirt with like little cartoon faces. I don't know. It's bizarre. They're they're like balloons that are suffering from mental illness. There's like a weird necklace. Sometimes I feel like Mandy Line dresses Arya and things left over like picked and shoes like the Murphy Brown like wardrobe. Um, The guild is eating Arya up and she needs to tell him that she wrote that letter. She asks Emily if Ezra's back there like in the office slash kitchen, kitchen office or whatever. And Emily's like, no, not yet. He's got means of vendors all morning. So to do what exactly? I feel like this place should run itself. I it is into the ground. Once you once you line up your suppliers, (laughs) like what what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with these vendors constantly? Are you like having to find all new suppliers for like coffee and like pastries and shit? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what was like given to him with. I just want to see. The it seemed like it was already him. fairly operational when he took it over to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Arya picks up her phone. Says, "Okay, she's gonna try to call him. Maybe she can catch between meetings." So she just wanders off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily like floats around behind the counter, like wafting past actual working employees. That one guy, the the guy with the glasses, he's the only employee who does anything. He's there. Yeah, he's there. Um, I think there's him and another woman in addition to Emily and Talia. Like they're the only employees mm-hmm. on the payroll. Um, Emily watches like Jack. Well, mean, out- meanwhile, Talia has come out with uh, like a pie wrapped in saran wrap. Yeah. Why did I write Jackie? I don't know. Why did you write Jackie? Yeah, she comes out with some pie. Oh, it's like, uh, hell no, Talia. How dare you? Pie. Yeah. I think we all know whose thing that is. Yeah, so she's like putting like a, like like writing out a card for Ezra on top of it. And Emily sees this and she's just like, did you make that for Ezra? 
And Jackie's just like, yeah, I heard that. You mean Talia. God damn it. How many times are you going to call her Jackie in this episode? It's the last time in my notes. I don't know why okay. that's happening. Um, yeah. But she says, yeah, I heard Pecan's his favorite. Like, Pecan? Seriously, Ezra? That's your favorite? Every yeah. time you baby squirrel with him, Talia, you're taking away his nuts. I could think of, like, five different pies I'd rather have than Pecan pie. Such as? Uh, apple pie. Really? Uh, boysenberry apple pie, pie. Pumpkin pie. Boysenberry. Apple pie. Would raspberry you... pie. Whatever. Any pie that's not pecan pie. Just... Are you a big pecan pie person? I like pecan pie. I don't know if it's mm. my favorite, but I like it. Do you put Ooh. pecan pie above apple pie? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I will. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Would you eat a boysenberry pie with beer? Well, of course. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so Emily is just shocked by this. Lemon meeting. meringue. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Emily's just like, look, uh, Talia, I'm getting the feeling you think he's available, <laughs> but he's not. Emily is laying down the law here. Well, I love Talia's Emily's like, like, let me give you the lay of the fucking land. Which I shouldn't have to do. Yeah. <laughs> Previously on Pillow Liars, Ezra's ass. <laughs> Talia's just like, it's just a thank you for hiring me. Not a marriage proposal, but I'm sorry if I stepped on your turf. And Emily's like, no, 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 fuck, no, 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 I am not interested in Ezra or any guys. Definitely not Ezra. Even if he was a girl, no, 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 no. Talia's like, so your ex is a girl. And Emily's like, yeah. And Talia kind of nods. And Emily's like, by the way, he's dating one of my good friends. So you might want to back off. Because she's a demon. And Talia's like, good to know. And she makes these kind of unassuming faces and backs off. And Emily should just be like, no, seriously, like, this girl will, like, bite your face off. Like, stay away. <laughs> I mean, have you seen how she's dressed? <laughs> um, so meanwhile, in Hannah's kitchen, Hannah's on her laptop looking at lab safety equipment and chemical-resistant rubber gloves, as all teenage girls do at some point in their lives. Just website paging away. Mm -hmm. Ashley comes in the kitchen, so Hannah minimizes that window on her, on her new laptop, I believe. Um, they say, hey. Ashley starts pouring coffee. Hannah's just like, hi. I heard you on the phone earlier. Was that Ted? And she's like, yeah. Hannah asks how it went. And she says that Ted was understanding. After you failed a marriage once, it's not easy saying yes again. Hannah's like, did you tell him about Jason? And Ashley's like, no. And, man, there is so much, like, Hannah face in this scene. Mm -hmm. uh, like, just, like, just peak levels of, of Hannah just looking kind of like guilty and insecure and worried and shameful and like all wrapped into one, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and Ashley's like, and I've decided not to. And Hannah's like, mom, last night you said he deserves to know the truth. And Ashley's like, and I thought about it some more and I realized, fuck that guy. Uh, it would probably cause him unnecessary pain. And Hannah says, yeah, well, it's going to be worse if he finds out from someone else. And Ashley's like, the only people who know about it are you and Jason. And, like, even more Hannah faces, because this is just such ripe A-material. But, like, uh, Hannah can't say anything about it, but, like, everybody's thinking it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wrote in my notes, you forgot about A. Yeah, because, I mean, this is this is classic A-material, mm. and Hannah knows it. And Ashley's like, and I trust that both of you will keep keep it quiet. And Hannah's like, I just feel like if you do marry Ted, I can see it being the kind of thing that might not you over the years. And Ashley's like, enough, Hannah. If you really want to help, me. forget it ever happened, okay? That's what I'm trying to do. And Hannah is just, she's so sad because she knows this is a disaster just waiting to happen. But, like, she can't, it's like, how does she really tell her mom about that? Mm. She can't say somebody else might, you know, leak this info because then Ashley's going to have questions. Well, I, I, 
it's interesting that it's always Arya who is the one who like verbalizes that. Oh no, I can't have this this thing happening in the normal part of my life because mm-hmm. my cyberbully, <laughs> who's also possibly like another personality in my cranium, is going to make me pay for this. <laughs> yeah. So Ashley picks up her phone, which appears to be one of those black iPhone fives. The nice looking phone. I wish they still made that color. And she's like, "Have Aaron around. I'll see you at dinner." And then her phone rings. It's Jason, of course. So Ashley just hits the sleep button and walks off. She's not going to answer that. Mm-hmm. So Hannah goes back to her website paging. Yeah, back to homicide cleanup gear. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was saying, cut to Rosa Police Station, where we get an overhead shot of the desk of Officer Toby Cavanaugh, who's going through Allison's file on her polygraph test. Officer we, Toblerone Cavanaugh. Mm-hmm. We see that it was signed off on by Detective Gabriel Holbrook. Uh, just then, Spencer shows up at his desk. Well, we see Allie's arrest report where her age is listed as one. Hmm. <laughs> we notice that. It's like, oh, she's 5'6", weighs 118, age 01. Hmm. Hmm. Does I mean like one year as a, an adult, maybe? I don't know. I was just thinking, like, you'd think that more men in Rosewood would be attracted to her <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah, so- Spencer, like, materializes in front of his desk. And she's like, I need to speak to you. Um, she asks us to go somewhere more private. I'm always like Spencer. Well, she's like, can you blow off your adult professional job on the regular like Emily does at hers? He asks if she's okay. Spencer says, yeah, this is about Hannah. And he's like, does this have to do with what you and Caleb were texting about last night? And she's like, yes. <laughs> it's an unambiguous certainty. She's just like, yes. Um, he's like, I thought we agreed we'd stop whatever it was. Or I, thought, I thought we'd agree that you'd stop whatever it is you were doing. I just want her to yell, we agreed? Yeah, it's like, totally, she didn't agree to shit. You only wish that she did. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, it's not that simple, okay? You know that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't important. I'm really afraid that Hannah's going to do something stupid, and I need your help, okay? Uh, meanwhile, we see Detective Tanner is kind of just sauntering up behind Toby. Uh, you just know Toby has, like, no chance between these two now. Well, I like, I just want to say real quick, props to Spencer, because she says it's not that simple, because she respects a good ship. And knows not to say it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Tanner, like, Lieutenant Tanner becomes Lieutenant Truancy. And she's like, Spencer, shouldn't you be in school? Well, I like how when she's first, she's like, Spencer. And Spencer's like, hey, just like dismissive. Sup? Shouldn't you be in school? Speaking for the audience. And Spencer's like, uh, it's just on my lunch break. Like, just staring right at Tanner. Like, I'd fucking dare you to call me on it, you know? Uh, but then Tanner, like, shoots her back. He's kind of like, bitch, please, eyebrows at her. Like, oh, really? And so Spencer kind of, like, she has to, like, revert to good girl Spencer. And she's like, but it's almost over. I should probably get going. And she checks her watch. And she turns to Toby. And she's like, please call me soon. And she just, like, nods and takes off. Well, that's what I love about this episode. Like, you know, we talked about how it's always the weekend. It's Monday today. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear school mentioned twice. But you're sure as shit not going to see it. Um yeah, so Spencer asks Toby to call her, leaves. Uh, Spencer's outfit, it looks like a casual workout jumpsuit and business colors, like a collared shirt underneath. It's so weird. I don't even know how to describe it. It's sleeveless. I mean, it has a sleeveless collared shirt underneath. It looks comfortable, but strange. She um, has like vaguely Allison-ish hair right now, too. Only, of course, you know, brunette. Hmm. But she has kind of those like coils, hmm. like the wavy sides, yeah. Uh, so once Spencer's gone, Toby starts like closing up the open file on his desk, and Tanner's like, "What is that? Oh, what's um, that?" <laughs> Allison Delorenta's case file. 
And Tanner's like, oh, brushing up on the facts before the trial starts? Like, Tanner's not stupid. Right. And Toby's like, yeah, but the facts aren't so clear. And she's like, oh, they rarely are in the murder investigations. And Toby says they think somebody might have manipulated Allison's polygraph. And Tanner's like, why would someone do that? <laughs> and Toby says to make it look like she passed. And Tanner's like had about enough here. She's like, Toby, for somebody to change the results, they would have had to have been there when she took the test. That's the only way they would know where she missed. And the only people that were there, Tom Riggins, who administered the polygraph, two Rosewood cops, and, and Toby cu cuts her off and says, Detective Holbrook. And Tanner's like, careful. Don't make accusations you can't back up. Toby's ego is writing checks that his ass can't back up. Mm -hmm. um, Toby's just like, I'm not making accusations. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And she's like, well, why would Holbrook help Allison? And he makes this move like, look, I didn't want to have to tell you this. Oh, this but... is the worst time to bring it up, too. Yeah, yeah. People saw them kissing at the ice ball dance. And Tanner's just like, people? You mean your high school girlfriend? Well, it's like, Toby, of, of all the times you could have, like, tried to spill the information, this is the worst time. You don't pull that out when somebody's questioning your credibility, because then you'd, you'd just look even worse. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Toby's just like, I looked into Holbrook. He's not taking care of his father. His father isn't even sick. Which isn't, I, Hannah looked into Holbrook. Yeah, I was like, don't, <laughs> don't take credit for someone else's detective work. Yeah. And Tanner's like, you have been a cop for all of six minutes. Preach it, Tanner. And you have the nerve to investigate your superior? If you want to keep your job, your little research project ends here. And she snatches the file away, and Toby's just like, just left like a withering husk in her wake, you know, and he sits back down. His shit has been thoroughly blasted apart. I, I really want this season to end with like the chief calling Toby into his office and being like, Toblerone, give me your badge and gun. <laughs> you don't actually let me carry a gun. But also, I mean, I think anyone who is versed in TV knows that Holbrook is obviously taking time off now to re-ingratiate himself with the, the motorcycle gang that he used to be in deep cover with, mm -hmm. all so that he and Tanner can get closer to Reggie Ledoux. Um, I really want uh, like Holbrook to come back and like pass Toby in the hall and just totally shoulder check him. Yeah, be like, oh, sorry, didn't see you there, ass. Yeah, uh, but I I also want every time we see Toby's desk for it to be like in a shittier part of the. <laughs> Like, you remember at the end of The Office, I don't know if you remember that, where, like, Ryan's desk was eventually, like, in a closet? Yeah, yeah. That's where I want Toby. I want Toby to be, like, in the men's room. <laughs> um, So, Arya's house. Arya lets Ezra in the door, and he's just like, I came as soon as I could. He's wearing this man purse satchel thing, like he's Indiana Jones or something. Well, and he's, like, he's like in a hurry. He's like, I came as soon as I could. Heard. Is everything okay? It's like he's really in a rush, or maybe he's, like, just, like, looking to, like, hit and quit here and, like, get out. Because he's so busy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she says, yeah, she just wanted to tell him that she got in the Talmud. She's like, that's fantastic news. And he hugs her. And they're but he does it so quickly. He just, like, leans in and gives her a quick hug. Like, all right. Yeah, like a brother would hug his sister. And he says, I guess Jackie doesn't review every application. And we just get, like, this, like, horrified Arya face. Mm -hmm. Arya total <laughs> panic she, face. Because she totally wants to tell him. And... Well, I'm sure Arya doesn't make this face all the time mm. but i feel like in their relationship she makes it just enough that yeah. ezra should have learned by now seriously i mean she's making that face and he just launches into like aria talmage is a very good school and it's a big one it's unlikely you would ever run into jackie don't let her ruin this for you 
And Ari's like, no, she won't. And it's like he's really trying to, like, he's going out of his way to talk her away from the subject she wants to discuss. He's about to put his fingers in his ears and be like, la, la, la. He's like, look, I'm so happy you told me. And I, I'm sorry, but I have to get back to work. But uh, we can celebrate tonight, okay? It's like he's already putting his bag back on. Like, this asshole is in such a hurry now. He has no time for his girlfriend because of his stupid pedal group. Mm-hmm. And Ari's like, okay. And Esther's like, okay, great. And he gives her, like, this very quick kiss, and he's out the door already. And you can tell Arya's like, she she wants to take that easy way out, but she just can't anymore. And she's like, Ezra. She spins around, and he's like, yeah. And she says, um, that's that's not the only thing I wanted to talk to you about. Jackie did review my application. And he kind of frowns. He's like, how do you know that? And Arya says, well, I wrote a letter to the admissions board hoping that it would land on her desk. And it did. And Ezra's like, uh, what letter? And he's so befuddled now. And so she picks up a little folded piece of paper from the coffee table she has to look at it herself because Arya always does that before she'll hand you anything. Yeah, yeah. Like and, when she shows Emily, yeah. Yeah, and then she hands it over to him. And he starts to read it and she just like stands there like biting her nails, very worried. She looks so nervous like she's about to chew her hand off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love that. I we have a lot of thoughts about Arya later in this episode. I love that we linger on for just a second on Ezra's face as it just starts to fall as he reads her mostly personal writing. <laughs> Um, so we cut to Hannah's kitchen where Hannah now has a shit ton of supplies for fucking up evidence that she's unpacking. She's got which, like a murder bag. Well, first of all, this must have cost a lot. Secondly, whatever online evidence tampering store she shops at, they have lightning fast delivery. Well, she's got like a bottle of bleach, some sort of like plastic sheeting, some other stuff in plastic bags, like like tarps and shit, you know. Flamethrower. Yeah. I feel like Harvey Keitel probably delivered this himself. Um there's a knock on the back door. She goes to answer. It's Caleb. And he's just like, mission accomplished. Well, and she's, she's like, she's just opening the door a bit, not really letting him see yeah. inside that much. And she's like, you erased the files? And he's like, not erased, but corrupted. Caleb wears a lot of striped shirts now. Like he's a Russian sailor hipster. Um, corrupted the files, didn't erase them. It's probably smart. Less suspicious. Yeah, something that could happen naturally. Uh, he asks if she wants to tell the girls. And she's like, not yet and she opens the door wider revealing her murder bag there mm-hmm. and he steps in and he's just like what is all this and she's like well and then after commercial they're we're back to them they're kind of arguing in the kitchen as hannah continues to pack up her like duffel bag mm. her rosewood sharp duffel bag yeah and kayla's like hannah you can't move everything on your own you will get caught and hannah's like i know that's why you're gonna help me Kale's like, no, I'm not. We agreed we weren't going to touch anything. And it says, no, you guys agreed. Well, it's the second time this episode that a boyfriend has told his girlfriend, we agreed. Yeah. And she says, and since I could spend the rest of my life in an orange jumpsuit, I think that I have final say here. And she should be like, also, I'm cashing in some of my girlfriend of the year points. So just Mm -hmm. chill out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Caleb's like, we're never going to pull this off. And Hannah's like, yes, we will. Look, I found a drill bit that can break that lock. And she holds up this little, like, compact drill. Mm Mm-hmm. She just basically just seems to be like, Kayla, don't worry. This plan is just crazy enough to work. Yeah. Yeah. And she says she already rented a van and a dolly. How exactly did she rent the van? Like a fake ID? Well, I just want to put out in five seconds. She has proved that she is more capable than Caleb. <laughs> like, th- does she have a fake ID that says she's over 25? Or are you there think- different laws in Rosewood? I don't know. You think that maybe she has... Well, I think there's a lot of different laws in Rosewood, <laughs> but you think she has like her own like Vivian Darkbloom ID? She could. Maybe Noel Khan hooked her up too. Yeah. So um, every once in a while, she might want to go to a bar, get a pink drink. Exactly. Uh, which the fans would love. Caleb asks what she's going to do with everything inside the storage unit, and she's like, "We'll burn the clothes and personal items." 
And he's like, and the barrel? And she's like, we'll roll into the woods somewhere and call the police with a burner phone. And he's like, they'll trace your tire tracks. And she's like, I won't drive on any dirt roads. So he's just like, you're not a forensic expert, okay? You cannot possibly know everything you need to know to avoid like leaving a trace. So she zips up well, her like, giant. I have a little faith, Caleb. Your girlfriend's pretty capable. Yeah, this is pretty impressive so far. She like zips up her giant rosewood duffel bag of her tools. This bag is big enough that you could put Mona in the bag. Probably. Um, and she's like, Allison's gone through a lot of trouble to pin this on me. For all I know, she could have stuck a wad of my gum on one of Mona's shoes. My DNA could be anywhere in there. I have no choice but do this. Just like you when you found that knife, this has to work. And Caleb sighs. He's like, you forgot one thing. And she's like, what's that? And he's like, the cameras. And then she looks at him. And I have to wonder, is like, did she? Or is that why he's here? She's like, it's nothing a cyber wolf can't handle. Yeah. Uh, so um, back to the uh, infamous letter that Ezra's reading right now. Do you want me to read some of it? Oh, God, yes, please. So it starts out, Dear Board of Admissions, In retrospect, the college essay I sent in was not as truthful as it should have been. <laughs> it didn't provide enough uh, you know, creepy information. She says, I left something important out that would shed insight into what my high adolescent experience has been i guess she forgot to put high school she just wrote high uh, <laughs> she's just been high and what my high adolescent experience has been uh i regret that i squandered my high school career getting involved with an older guy i was robbed of all my rituals my classmates enjoyed the secret relationship has kept me in a fishbowl separating me from my friends family even myself to be admired feels amazing but to be admired by someone that's older wiser and full of experience is an indescribable feeling not only did this man make me feel special, he gave me the tools to appreciate myself and help shape my opinions on life. Wow. And that's about all I can read for it. Uh, it starts to get cut off by shoulder, but... So, yeah, he finishes reading it, and then Ezra's just like, no wonder you got in. And she's, like, ready for the backlash. Well, she's you can like, see, I can't see part of the letter. She's talking about how she gave away uh, the ability to, like, learn things on her own, I guess. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, when he says, he's like, no wonder he got in. Like, he says it in that, like, kind of wounded back of his throat as her voice, mm -hmm. where you know he's emotional. Mm -hmm. And Ari's like, I don't blame you for being furious. It was a really stupid thing to do. And I didn't realize that till after he did it. I mean, I tried to get the letter back from Jackie, but she'd already read it. It was too late. I, and Ezra's just like, Arya, stop. I'm not angry. And Ari's like, you're not? And she's like, disappointed. And he's like, no, Arya, I'm just emotionally devastated. Mm-hmm. He says, it's a brilliant move. Jackie, Jackie must have lapped it up. And Ari's like, oh, yeah, she definitely did. I, Ezra Fitz, social tactician, approves. Well, I, I'll give Ezra a little bit of credit here. I, I feel like he this probably affected him a little more than he's trying to let on. And mm -hmm. so I think he's just trying to, like, play cool. Well, because uh, my initial read when he talks about how it was a brilliant move, I was just like, Ezra, you sick son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, I could just I could see Ezra like because as much as he's been manipulating people, at least through season five, like I feel like he admires it, you know, like oh, that's Ari, you're finally playing the chess game with me. Yeah, Ari is looking around very guilty now, and finally makes contact, and she takes his hand. She's like, Ezra, I'm I'm really sorry, really. Uh, and Ezra says, you did what you had to do to get in. There was no harm done. And he's like, honestly, it's a turn on when you get all mercenary. <laughs> and Arya says, yes, there was. I actually made Jackie believe that I feel this way about you. And Ezra's like, well, I don't care what Jackie thinks, only what you do. And that is all that matters. And they hug, but Arya's clearly like, she's not ready to let this go. It's like, she had to write that letter as a lie before slowly wondering if it was true. And now mm -hmm. she's kind of regretting the door she opened. Mm -hmm. uh, and she breaks apart from him. She's like, yeah, but I didn't have to. Write that letter. 
and I didn't want it to go. I didn't even want to go to Talmadge. I was just scared that if I didn't get in, I'd be stuck here. And Ezra's like, "Well, now you don't have to worry." And th- there's that that emotion in his voice again because I think that stuck here. That means a whole lot more than Arya realizes. Like yeah. I think that Arya doesn't realize what she just said, but that landed with Ezra there. Yeah, well, you can like, tell because oh, he puts on stuck this here. <laughs> very phony, fake, like uh, cheesy smile. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. Arya half smiles, allows him to like hold her again, and as that he like holds her, he just kind of like looks over at the letter on the table again. Um, sad pedo. Mm-hmm. So at the ruined of brew, uh, or I'm sorry, at the, the Apple uh, Rose, Rose Grill. Grill, yeah, because they don't. I feel like we're we're seeing that more now in season five B. Like, uh, so anyways, maybe people are like, yeah, I'm not going to the brew anymore. You hear that who's running it now? <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so Ashley's having lunch with Jason. She hands him some papers. She tells him that she reviewed the tenant contracts, made some notes, organized the contractor bills, and that those jerks tend to overcharge for labor. So he should watch out for that. Jason has a laugh. And he um, just like scoffs. He's like, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Jason's dressed like a, I don't know, like sleazy golfer, maybe. Yeah. He was on like a weird golfer shirt. He looks collar. like, like when you get like a new doctor and then like, I don't know, like you're waiting in the room in the gown and then he walks in and you're like, I don't want this guy examining me. No, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say Jason looks like a doctor of any sort of medicine. Um, <laughs> in Rosewood, he does. Um, so he has like a laugh. Tells her he doesn't have to quit because of what happened the other night. And she's like, yes, I do. And he's like, look, I admit it was unexpected, but I think unexpected is a good thing in my life right now. Because he's weird got the thing feelings. to say. Yeah. Also, oh, like, you also told Arya that she was unexpected. Just saying, Jason. I think we know your move. Uh, he's caught the feelings, yo. Um, Ashley's like, Jason, I'm seeing someone right now. And it's serious. And he wants to laugh at that. But he's like, how serious? And she's like, serious enough that he proposed to me last night. He's and like, he's like, that like is but, serious. but how serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that is serious. And Ashley says, he was gone for three months. And he came back with a weird scar on his arm and a suitcase he wouldn't let me help help him unpack. Right. And our relationship has been a lot of phone calls and emails, and I was lonely. And Jason says, I know what that's like. And she's like, it wouldn't be right for me to keep working for you. I wasn't going to stay past the end of the month anyway. And Jason's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Feel free to swing by the office this afternoon and pick up the rest of your stuff. I'll be out most of the day. Well, he says that as he stands up and starts like peeling bills <laughs> off the st- his like stack yeah. of money, which throwing them on the table is I don't know, but like, he does it almost like crotch level. He's just like, should I leave this on the counter while like, you shower? Yeah, I mean, could he like metaphor- metaphorically like masturbate under her more? She says thanks. Uh, he leaves the money table. She leaves the well, papers. Like, Jason, were you were you like looking for a real relationship here or like an FWB situation? Like what? You seem a little broken up. Yeah, yeah. And he's like trying to be. Did you like, really think he had a chance? He's trying to have like a stiff upper lip with all that weird mm-hmm. scruff. Um. So we get to the storage unit hallway. Uh, nice shot of one of those like dome security cameras in the foreground on our favorite robbers, Caleb and Hannah in the background. Caleb's like at like a like a circuit box or something, getting ready to clip some wires. And she's like, you don't think anyone will check the camera? And he's like, well, no one wants to buy the monitors when we walk by. And she's like, well, and if they do? And he's like, well, I'll deal with it then, okay? It's better to take the chance and have any of this recorded. So he snips some wires and... Well, like after he like studies a schematic, like he like finds a wire, like this big blue cable, he snips that thing with wire cutters and nothing happens. So he just kind of halfway closes the box and he's like, all right, let's get the dolly. Yeah. 
And Hannah instead walks down the hall past the camera and he's like, where are you going? And Hannah says, I want to see what we're dealing with first. I love that, like, Caleb, like, he's with Spencer and Hannah. He's trying to take charge mm-hmm. of, like, the covert, like, maneuvers. Not going to happen, Caleb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Hannah gets to the door, sets down the duffel bag, and hands Caleb the drill so he can start, like, drilling to that shrouded lock. Caleb is at least wearing gloves here. Although Black Hannah's gloves. not. <laughs> yeah. Black gloves. Um, mm-hmm. so Main Street Rosewood, uh, like, Emily steals, uh, Mm-hmm. Oh, Emily steals Arya's line here. Like, I can't believe you told Ezra. Like, Liz, to talk about it. And Arya's like, I know. Well, like, I- what does that mean? Like, Ezra's gonna murder her or something? <laughs> can't believe you told him and Liv to talk about it. Well, I think she's sarcastically suggesting, "Hey, Arya, maybe you make things a little <laughs> bigger than they actually are in the real world." I'm just saying. Arya has this like hilarious thousand yard stare on her face right now. It's, she has a like a bag from the rear window brew in her hand. Mm. Uh, and she's like i know i mean i wasted so much energy worrying about how he was going to react when it could have been worrying about all the other things that i had to worry about that's it's like Ari that's your entire nutshell. life Arya. yeah I just, that's Arya in a nutshell um emily's like like hannah she isn't taking mine or spencer's calls so emily asks if Arya's talked to her and hannah Arya says no but my other like, personality oh, no i haven't hopefully i can lure her out of the house of a hot fudge brownie and she holds up the bag she's carrying, which seemingly contains a fudge brownie. A double fudge brownie for murder? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. These episodes are really making me hungry. Yeah. P.S. Uh, Do you want to go to Mel's later? Uh, P.S. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, so just then, Spencer pulls up in her SUV and parks almost like sideways next to the sidewalk. And I love Arya's well, no, like... Spencer like drives her SUV like right onto the sidewalk and like leaps out of it. Like I wanted her to just like plow into some chairs or something. I wanted her to jump out of the moving vehicle as it just slowly keeps well, she driving just like 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 just screeches to a stop like also did she almost drive a toyota i, I think this is the same vehicle that she not only accosted hannah and spencer mm-hmm. and then, or uh, hannah and caleb when they were jogging but also to ravenswood of toby well, I, I think pretty soon spencer like she's gonna start entering buildings by either like kicking in the door or just like crashing <laughs> through the wall like the kool-aid man like that's where she's headed i just want before the show ends in season seven, I want Spencer to parachute into something. <laughs> I really do. Um, so she, Arya, of course, is like, uh, I don't think that's an actual parking spot, Spence. And uh, Spencer's like, call the cops. I don't give a fuck. She's like, no time. <laughs> so Spencer comes- says, the laptop's missing. Or moving, sorry. Okay. And Emily's like, what? And there's this really cool like camera like push in and pan around Arya and Emily. Makes it feel really intense. And Spencer's like, Mona's laptop. Somebody's taking it out of the storage unit. And Arya's like, Holbrook? And Spencer says, my money's on Hannah. She wasn't in school today. Hmm. And Emily's like, okay, Hannah might be scared, but she wouldn't do something like that. And Spencer's just like, are you sure? (laughs) That bitch once rolled a cop car into a lake. (laughs) Emily should have been like, well, yeah, fuck. You're right. (laughs) And Um, Arya's like, there's only one way to find out. And she just walks off to the car. Yeah. (laughs) Spencer's like, come on. So... They all pile into the car. Uh, this is weird because it looks like Arya gets in, in, like she's riding shotgun here, but then later on she'll switch places. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe they stopped for gas. I I hope there was some haggling over that mm-hmm. hot seat, um, in the hot pursuit time. Uh, so after the commercial, we're at the dealer at his office. Ashley's like putting something in Jason's inbox. Um, that's not a joke. She's walking back to her desk when Jason walks by, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I thought you'd be gone by now." Bullshit, Jason. You came back early on purpose. Yeah, she says that she had some things to do before she got over here, so Jason offers to go well, so she what, can finish what up. Things? Ashley? Yeah. Hmm. Not Ted. Ashley, your, whose name starts with an A. What kind of things were you doing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and Jason's like, I'll go let you finish. And Ashley's like, that's all right. I'm almost done. She goes back to packing. And Jason's kind of just like studying her hands as she's working. And he's like, an engagement, but no ring. And she stops. And she doesn't even seem mad about this, even though he's like really prying here. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because she's not too sure about it herself. She's like, yeah, I haven't given him an answer yet. He's a pastor and like super lame. And there are certain responsibilities that go along with marrying him, like socials and no booze and shit. I'm just not sure if I'm cut out for that life. And Jason's like, yeah, but those church socials can be pretty brutal. And Ashley's like, I wish it was that simple. I haven't always made the best choices. She's like, <laughs> have you have you even seen Melrose Place? Yeah, I robbed a bank once. <laughs> I might have murdered an architect and buried him in my, my I garden. ran a cop over. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want anything I've done to hurt him or all that he's worked for. It's like, so Ashley, basically it's a no, right? Let's, let's just get this over with like a bandaid, one motion right off. We haven't mentioned this, but Jason continues the uh, sketchy versus spacey argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, can I ask you something? Does Saturday night happen? So you have an excuse to say no, because I've done stuff like that before. Screwed up a good thing because my, I was afraid my past was going to get in the way. Jason, your best possible destiny was to be used by Ashley Marin for sex. Well, I, I just can't take Jason seriously as like romantic, you know? No, no. Like I could see him as just like the town mattress, but mm-hmm. like him, like having feelings, like, come on, Jason. He's, you don't have feelings. You're high. I think. Jason De Laurentiis walks through this show thinking that he's Jason Stackhouse. <laughs> he wishes. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't think I think he's the only one who hasn't gotten the memo. That's not true. Jason's just like the thing is, Dad. You're gonna live with me. You're gonna have to deal with a certain amount of pussy overflow. I hope that's the case. Now that your mother is dead, uh, Jason. Or anyway, Bring what is Ashley? Talk on, Jason. Ashley assures Jason that you know that's not what's going on, and it's like. Seriously, Jason, have you met Ted? Like, Ashley doesn't need a reason. Uh, and he's like, maybe not, but I wouldn't be offended if it had been. And Ashley's like, it wasn't, really. So he just smiles and walks past her. And now Ashley has to think, like, well, wonder if it was. So uh, some, some piano riffs, like some montage music starts. Ballad of the Heartbroken Pedo. Mm-hmm. We cut to Ezra's office, which is just in the corner of the kitchen at the brew. He's... I don't know if I could call this an office. I think he's just in the kitchen sitting in a chair. <laughs> Wait, it, I feel like there was, like, stuff, like, piled up there to make it like his desk because you know ezra is an asshole who needs a desk mm-hmm. no matter what he does um he's rereading Arya's letter of course the camera like kind of like zooms well, past as he sets it down well, it's just like the slow push in on ezra as he's leading that letter again as the music plays and the eventually thing, just sets it down all's not yeah. well in the house of ezra the only thing missing here is for ezra to like open up some of that serious scotch and pour it into like a novelty mug um so cut to then i mean is ezra even cool enough to drink scotch anymore i feel like he's become such a dork in this uh 5b season now he's just like boring businessman guy yeah peter hastings would be so disappointed uh i think peter hastings i think everyone's passing peter hastings cash because he won a bet about ezra ezra Um, the thing is you can't let your job get in the way you're drinking you know what i'm saying I just want scenes now of Ezra and Peter Hastings. That would be amazing. And then Peter Hastings is like, think about me, Ezra. <laughs> it's a little certain amount of pussy overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to like the road somewhere. Like Spencer's driving her her crew in pursuit of Mona's laptop. Uh, Emily's like riding a shotgun, doing navigating on Spencer's phone. Arya's like perched in the back seat, and Emily's like, take this left. So Spencer asks how much further, and Emily says the GPS tells her they're about a mile away. 
Ari asks, why would Caleb help Hannah do this? And Emily's like, we don't know that he is. But they should both know the answers there. Well, Spencer's like, they're not at Hannah's house. They're not calling us back. He's got to be helping her. And also, it's like he is her boyfriend. You know, certain requirements, certain uh, obligations. And Emily's like, stuff ahead on the right. Uh, so we go back to that storage unit. Caleb's drilling the lock on the, the unit. And Hannah's like, hurry up. And Caleb's like, I'm going as fast as I can. And he hands her the drill and she gives him a screwdriver. They're quite like the breaking and entering team here. They both have on these little like like latex booties or whatever yes. over, over their shoes. It's like the kind of thing you, you wear when you got to murder someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the end of uh, Departed. Or like, yeah, exactly. Like the end of Departed. But like, you know, when you watch like a, like a British crime show and like there's a crime scene and like the British cops put on like hazmat gear not to contaminate the evidence. And then you watch like, a, like an American cop show and they're walking through blood. Mm-hmm. Well, Hannah <laughs> has a, a nice like do and dirt outfit here. It's like, you know, black pants, black tank top and like a gray hoodie. Mm-hmm. And a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Now, they even put down like a towel. To catch the little pieces of the lock that fell away as he drilled. Yeah, to catch his shavings. That's pretty clever. Uh, so so they, they, they've got the lock off, so they're going to head inside now. Yeah, they stuff all that in the duffel bag. Uh, Hannah steps inside first, turns the dial on that time light switch. The fluorescent lights like flicker on, and we see that everything is gone except for the barrel. I like the way they just look at each other like, well, shit. Well, and Caleb's floored by that. He just like rubs his neck like he can't believe it, and he's like, so much for being a step ahead of Holbrook. Hannah's like, why would he leave the barrel? And Caleb says, I don't know. Maybe he thought it was too heavy to carry it himself. And he walks over and kind of fiddles with the lid. And he's like, we need to open it. And Hannah says, no, I, I can't look. Look, Mona's body might actually be in there. It's bad enough that she's gone, but she went like this. And Caleb kind of stops to consider his options. And he's like, okay, but if Mona's body isn't here, we have to get it out of here. Let's get the dolly. Which is a ridiculous line, but, you know, he says it in a badass kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um... I would think I would want to open it before I, you know, went to the trouble of rolling that thing out of there. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I would be worried that I would be able to seal it completely to move oh, it. Oh, to move it in the van. I gotcha. Yeah. Oops. Like uh, Bill guts all over your rented van. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would probably think it'd be better to open it up at the destination. Mm. So meanwhile, at an ominous looking factory at sunset. Uh, yeah. It's this creepy old brick factory as the sun's going down. So we got inside to this darkened industrial maze. The three liars walking with their flashlights. We see Ari and Emily have what look like normal flashlights. It seems like Spencer has like a, a super flashlight app on her phone. Uh, yeah, she's using her phone. And that's, man, she's got to be draining batteries and that thing <laughs> to light the screen up. Uh, yeah, it's all industrial. There's like pipes and like kind of wheel valves and well, there's shit. hanging chains and like those mm-hmm. like turning wheels and hatch things there's some spooky ambiance there's like that creaking sounds of like pressure moving honestly if you told me that this place was underwater i'd believe you because i can just imagine like mona turns up with a thing right on her hand it says like not mona's laptop um well i gotta hand it to the uh you know producers of the show for coming up with such a creepy location like this place is legitimately really unsettling as they're walking around in the dark in this creepy factory. Well, what's funny is that it's it's basically the same design, set design, as that place where Allison met Emily last season. You know? Oh, yeah, so, a little bit. But it's but it's creepier. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, so. it's, it's darker and there's like weird noises. They, and of course they they pass a, a big bucket of uh, Boo Boo's ice cream. This is an like abandoned ice cream factory here. It's like a sad clown on the, on the <laughs> yeah, label. Creepy fucking clown logo. 
Spencer's like, look like looks like it's an old ice cream factory. And so they're yeah. just walking around. There's all this like graffiti on the walls and possibly like a mural of clowns too. Like it's hard to tell. I think this is the place where Amy Elliott came to buy a gun because she was afraid of her husband, Nick. Um, there's even a conveyor belt in case someone wants to dump Emily in a coffin and strap her to it. Uh, so Arya asks, you know, why would Hannah and Caleb come all the way out here? And Emily's like, because they knew no one else would. And I think like, you're giving they, Caleb too much credit. It's like, you guys really still think this is Hannah and Caleb, that they're here? Okay. Well, it's like, you guys have known Hannah for a while. Do you really see her coming out? I know. And would it, like take one look at this place and be like, nope, and turn right back around. Uh, so, so and then in the distance they hear like a like a metal bang, you know, and they, so they just head in that direction. And Lee's like Hannah, Caleb, which seems like a mistake to just be calling out. Yeah. Uh, so they they find a door that's locked, uh, and they all press up against it. Ari gets right up in like the window in the middle of it, trying to look inside, but they can't really see anything. And they hear like some more noises, and they turn around and they see there's like a, like a tarp like covering some stuff, and like the wind is blowing it. And Spencer's like, that's got to be the wind moving stuff around. It's like, Likely. yeah, definitely the wind. Nothing in your lives could lead you to suspect any other explanation than the wind. Mm-hmm. And Ari is like, where does the tracker say the laptop is? And Spencer messes with her phone. She shrugs. I completely lost service. <laughs> and my battery's drained. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari is like, all right, well, this place is huge. We should probably split up. And everyone in the audience is like, what? <laughs> and Emily's like, yeah, I'll go check out the second floor. And Ari says, okay, I'll go check the bedroom. <laughs> uh, so Spencer looks around, like, picking which direction she wants to head towards. Uh, cut back to, like, the storage unit hallways. Hannah and Caleb are probably lost. And Hannah's just like, which way is the exit? And he's like, I think it's around the corner. They head down this, like, like one long stretch of hallway. Um, they can see that someone is about to round the corner towards them due to the shadows. And the lights flick off. When they flicker back on. Hannah and Caleb are now, like, standing, like, directly across from Officer Toby and Lieutenant Tanner. Oh, shit. And they're all just like, what are you doing here to each other? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we go to the commercial, then come back, and Tanner is obviously questioning their story. She's like, so you're here to rent a storage unit? And Caleb's like, yeah, I just wanted to see what sizes they have available. Well, Toby is looking at Caleb like, yo, I think my bro here is lying to us here. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then he looks over at Hannah and he's like, oh, I think she's lying to me, too. He's, she's like, he's like, yo, I wonder if Hannah and her Hannah face think that Caleb is as handsome as I do when he lies to me. Um, so Tanner's like, you're a little young to have cum- accumulated so much stuff. And Caleb's like, well, I just moved back to town. And I don't want to brag, but yada, yada, yada. Actual bad guys. Yeah. The place I'm staying at doesn't have enough room for all my things. So and Tanner just kind of nods. She's like, I see. She turns to Toby and she says, did you know your friend was looking to rent a unit here? <laughs> I really wonder if Tanner knows that like Toby and Caleb are like BFS. Yeah. And Toby's just like, no, I didn't. And he looks back like kind of pointedly at Caleb. who just well, like we- throws in this look like, bitch, for real? Like, seriously, Toby, way to not cover for a bro. Well, Toby looks so shamed by Tanner. So Hannah, Toby like- could just be like, uh, yes, he mentioned it, you know? He'd, he'd be in all other kinds of trouble with Tanner, though. So Hannah's, like, nervously filling up the strap on her bag, and Tanner sees that, and she's, like, nervous about something? And Hannah's like, yeah, if I can make it to the bathroom in time, I really have to pee. That's how Tanner's, you do it, Toby. And Tanner's like, oh, then you better get going. So Hannah and Caleb, like, shuffle on past, and Tanner has this look on her face. Like, she's just upset they don't even bother to, like, lie better. <laughs> yeah, she just looks at Toby, and Toby just kind of nods guiltily, and uh, they move on. Toby's holding some bolt cutters, which probably got from Spencer. I wonder if that was like the ninth date 
where they went to the hardware store and got matching bolt cutters to keep in their cars together. Mm-hmm. But you can just imagine like that voicemail later. You guys made me look like bad police today. <laughs> They're like, we made you look like bad police. Uh, and so Toby's like, do we need to wait for the manager to show him the search warrant? And Tanner's like, yeah, he's on his way over. Uh, so she stops at that electrical box that, that Caleb was messing with, and it's half open. So she just opens it up and looks in, looks at the camera, and she's like, looks like someone's camera shy. Well, she has this look on her face like, fuck this town. Well, she has just this look that's this like, town. it's mildly perturbed, but like not particularly surprised. Like, right. eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we go back to the ice cream factory. Spencer's uh, yeah. walking around this really creepy place with her phone flashlight. There's like machinery noises and like like they start getting louder. Like there's, you know, like something's revving up. Mm-hmm. And then we hear like a like a grinding sound and the machinery stops. And now we can hear people talking. It sounds like Caleb talking from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so Spencer heads in that direction. So uh, yeah, elsewhere upstairs, there's... Emily's coming down some stuff. She's looking around. There's graffiti everywhere. Um, there's some movement and like a digging sound from behind like some tarp thing. So she walks up to it, pulls it aside, which kind of like bravely. Um, mm-hmm. It's seemingly like a cat. Chewing on well, we hear like a cat screech like Rah! and like uh, a box falls in the ground and dumps out like some packages of freeze dried almonds and a dead rat. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So Emily kind of screams a little bit. It. It's a weird, I don't know, like thing of rats, and I just thought about like that weird page. Oh, the page screen. thing, yeah, yeah. Well, so, and she picks up these bags, uh, like a bag of freeze dried almonds, just like stares at them, like it's a clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the storage facility, uh, almonds are the new chickpeas. Yeah, Tanner and uh, Barney Fife here. They get up to Unit One or One Ten Seventeen, where they find the lock is gone. Tanner, like re. Uh, Toby's bolt cutter is just like you're not going to need that. So he says that. the way down. she does so much like non-verbally. She just like looks at the lock, looks at all the other doors that have locks on them, and is like, "You're not going to need that." <laughs> yeah, she slaps on some latex uh, gloves, and Tanner like carefully moves the latch aside, opens the door. They peer inside. There's that barrel in like the lit up room. Yeah. So clearly, Hannah and Caleb didn't get to it in time. Yeah. Uh, so in the ice cream factory, like. Uh, Spencer's like she moves into I don't know what you would call this like this like chamber. I mean it's, it's like even more industrial area. Um, yeah. But yeah, she she she's following these voices. She can hear it sounds like Han and Caleb talking. Mm-hmm. Uh and so she she finds this room that has like this big metal and glass like pressurized door or it's it's like this big metal frame with like a kind of a T metal split in the middle with like windows and the four quadrants. Uh, and then it has like a, a big wheel, you know, it's like almost like a submarine door, you know, where you like turn that wheel to lock it. Oh, well, let's face it. Spencer's left the ice cream factory and she's on Cloud City here. Um, yeah. And this thing is this, this massive door that she has to like, you know, push open because uh, the the noise is coming from inside yeah. this like chamber area. Uh, and she sees there's a laptop sitting on a box inside this room. It's and a motor's laptop. Yeah. Uh, and then from the reverse angle where we see Spencer like pushing the door aside, uh, we see that laptop is playing a video of uh, Caleb and Hannah talking to each other. And it's like playing on a loop in the kitchen earlier when she mm-hmm. was explaining what they're going to do to fuck up the evidence. Yeah. Um, so- but so, yeah, like Spencer, she's not a fucking idiot. She's actually watched PLL before. She grabs like a nearby wrench, like, like a big ass like pipe wrench. Like the, the kind of thing you give as either a Christmas gift or as like the weapon from Clue. 
um, she like sticks it through like the like the hinges area of the door, so like the door won't be able to shut on her. Um, then she like she comes around, she looks at that laptop in the video, and, and then Arya comes running in out of breath. Well, and the the video is like it's Hannah and Caleb, you know, talking about like the drill. We're gonna burn the clothes and personal items. What will we do with the barrel? It's just looped over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, then Arya shows up, freaks Spencer out, and she's like, "Hey, sorry." Yeah. And Spencer's like, "Come look at this." So yeah, she, Arya comes around, like watches this video for like less than five seconds, and she's just like, "Like somebody knows three here," and Spencer's like, "It's not Hannah and Caleb," which I thought, "Hey, no shit." Um. Oh yeah, I know. Clearly, this isn't Hannah and Caleb now. Yeah, uh, Arya's just like, "Let's find Emily. Come on." Uh, so Spencer closes the laptop, picks it up uh, to bring it. They head towards the door. We hear footsteps outside. So Spencer gets on well, the Well, they knees. barely even take a step after she picks it up. And then now we hear noises outside. Spencer kind of like cautions like Arya, like, hold on a second. Spencer gets on her or knees. She's just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> crawling towards that wrench to grab it. But just before she can lay her hand on it, it slips out the other side through the door. It's grabbed by A. A then like forces the door shut, locking them inside. It's awesome. Well, the, the way it's done where she's slowly crawling towards the wrench as we hear these footsteps approaching it's very tense you know it's like is she gonna get the wrench or not and then at the last second whoop, yanked away yeah. and a like slams the this big ass giant pressure door shut on them and locks them in and uh Arya and spencer they, they rush to the door they're screaming and pounding on it and a has like this like there's like an electrical box on the wall outside and a has this like key that they put in it they turn something on and like some lights go on inside the room it's one of those like the key is also like the dial things yeah and so a bunch of lights come on inside the room there's like alarm noises and kind of blaring and like you know like klaxons Uh, yeah yeah uh once again a has lured them into a murder trap and harry's like wait what's happening i thought this place was shut down (laughs) elsewhere like in the scary ice cream factory emily hears the alarms and is like huh i should go check that out um outside the chamber a's got everything all set to go then a removes the key takes it with them like black hoodie a runs off Mm -hmm. Uh, inside the chamber, Spencer keeps pounding on the glass and screaming for Emily. Arya goes over to one of the vents and she's just like, oh, my God, this is really cold. Well, because we see like vapor coming out of it, and, like kind of falling to the ground. And Spencer sees it and she's like, that's liquid nitrogen. Arya's like, what does that mean? And Spencer says it means that the temperature is going to drop below zero. And if we don't get out of here really soon, we're going to freeze to death. Sparia pops. Very nice. eh? like first a murder kiln, now a murder fridge. Yeah. Like they're about to get freeze dried. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, well, basically, A is going to freeze them in carbonite and mm-hmm. like deliver them to the emperor. Um, so the girls are like panicking as we see cool air blasting out. That hair is blowing around. Their panic felt so deliciously real that I almost thought for a moment the show was going to kill off two of its actors for the realism. Well, and the, this scene is like probably one of the scariest and most intense like a traps we've ever seen. Oh yeah. Like I mean this. This is some serious shit here, you know? It's like, this isn't like Ace just, like, gonna scare him and run away. Ace just, like, I locked you in a death trap and, like, you're getting pumped in with uh, uh, liquid nitrogen here. Uh, it's really intense. Like, a bunch of pipes start blasting out this, like, cold vapor. And Teen Sparrow is just, like, freaking out. They're getting blown all over the place. Uh, and they're just, like, screaming, oh, my God, it's freezing, you know? And you really feel it. You're like, damn. Well, yeah, I, I think it's not just that this is a, a brilliant like hardcore you know up the anti murder trap but it's also like it's shot wonderfully it's edited mm-hmm. perfectly um i love that as they're pounding on the thing aria keeps yelling spencer what do we do yeah i love that uh yeah what do we do spencer what do we do uh they're pounding on the glass and outside we see a temperature gauge it like drops from 50 to 40 in like one second 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily finally finds them and like rushes over and they're screaming at her, you know. Emily's trying to think of all the frozen references that she can make. Yeah, she's she's trying the door and she's like, it won't budge. And inside, Ari and Spencer are just like screaming, like, make it stop. Emily's like mashing down the buttons on the box, but nothing happens because she doesn't have the key. And already we're down to zero degrees, like that fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside, uh, well, let's see. Emily finds that big pipe wrench. Mm-hmm. She like grabs that thing and starts taking some like huge ass wax at that electrical box. Uh, Spencer's kicking on the glass door inside now. Yes. Like you really feel the panic. Uh, and Emily, like she takes one more like huge swing with this uh, wrench and the box like practically explodes and sparks mm-hmm. and like knocks Emily to the ground. Like, I don't know if she shocked or what, but well, it's, it's a great shot too. Cause like they kind of, they slow it down a little bit as it kind of explodes and throws her back. And then she gets up. I thought to myself, oh, man, they, they like just knocked Emily out. And, like, <laughs> girls are going to freeze to death when Emily sleeps it off. But Emily gets up. She's just got the wind knocked out of her. Well, she- when she gets knocked down, Arya and Spencer duck down to like look at her. And the glass is starting to frost up now. Yeah. It's and it's super really creepy. it's super creepy because it's like their their hands are on the glass and we see it frosting around the edges and they're like spreading. Uh, and like the way their voices are muffled inside, it's like. It really f- feels like this is like a not Penny's boat type of moment, you know, where yeah. it's like too bad for Team Sparia here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The- Emily, you know, wakes up, crawls back over and it's like, hang on. And then the, the frost just like totally, you know, freezes over. She can't even see inside anymore. Yeah. For a minute there, I thought we were going to have basically the end of like Star Trek 2, uh, Raphacon, mm-hmm. not, not in the darkness, you know, uh, <laughs> Emily watches them die. You look good at the, the needs of the many. <laughs> yeah. The needs of Team Sparia. But yeah, so then Emily looks over. She looks at one of the like the mechanisms connected to the door. She's like a little little bit of steam pressure shooting Looks out like of a it. like a wheel valve thing or something, yeah. Yeah. So she picks up her giant wrench again, starts whacking at that thing a few times, and then finally like more steam shoots out and the door releases. Well she knocks the like the wheel shoots right off it. Like she's yeah. like broken the the gauge entirely and the, the valve shoots off and so now she can open the 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 pressure door itself and aria and spencer like just crawl out because they're on the ground uh and spencer and emily's just like oh you know are you guys okay oh my god you know oh my god here and she takes her jacket off they're gasping for breath and she covers aria with the jacket i guess aria needs it more Mm -hmm. uh and then like spencer she kind of just like pulls spencer close and she's like on top of them both just like rubbing them for warmth like it was a seriously close call yeah, like probably closer than Ari and Spencer have ever been before. I mean, you could say, you know, Spencer, when she was attacked by Mona, was pretty deadly and whatnot. But they were probably like, you know, one minute away from dying there. I would well, say. this this feels more hardcore than when they were like in the lodge that was burning to the ground mm-hmm. around them. Definitely. Um, I just want to make so many Star Wars references, like Emily using her lightsaber to cut Spencer open and shove Ari inside of her for warmth. <laughs> I That's thought awful. he felt bad on the outside. Um, I like I love this like bond trap though. Like I can't wait for Spencer to end up like in the the Goldfinger laser trap. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you expect me to talk? And A's like, no, Mrs. Hastings. I expect you to die. Um, Scott's back to the storage unit ten seventeen. Toby's like now using his bolt cutters to snip like the locking thing on top of the barrel, and Tanner undoes the rest. Like starts to lift up the lid, and Toby well, she takes off like the metal ring. Puts it yeah. aside. Yeah. Toby like covers his mouth and nose, and he's like, "What's that smell?" Well, she, yeah, because she she gets it up like an inch, and he's like, "What's that smell?" And Tanner's like, "I'm not sure." And she puts the lid back, and she says, "Go call the station. And tell them that we need the hazmat team." 
And so Toby nods and walks off. He's talking to news radio. And once he's gone, Tanner opens the lid again. She looks inside and she she seems to react kind of like sadly, like with a big sigh. It's like she's expecting what she sees, which we don't see. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Whatever I, she saw, she was expecting, but kind of hoping not to find it, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I would be really ashamed or sad if it was just like, I don't know, like doll parts or something mm-hmm. now, because it, it really seems more like. I don't know, like she just didn't want to see what she saw and, and it was exactly what she was expecting. But then she she replaces the lid. She looks over, sees something on the floor. It's a few drops of blood. Yeah, she was picking up like the metal ceiling ring again. She sees these two drops that look a whole lot like blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is in the barrel? So uh, Rosewood Main Street at night. We see Ashley exiting the Delorentis offices. Jason's- Which is right next to the Diva Dish. Oh. Yeah, it is. Jason's loading up her car trunk. <laughs> and as she says, thanks for helping me with the boxes. And she holds out a piece of paper for him. And he's like, what's this? And as she's like, it's a list of headhunters in the area. It shouldn't be too hard to find someone to replace me. And Jason thanks her. And he's like, I'm sorry about what I said earlier. Hope it didn't cross a line. Jason's all about crossing lines. Yeah. And as she's like, you didn't, honestly. There's probably some truth to it. And they both smile. And she says, so do you think you'll stick with the business? Well, it's like it's like running this business is just something Jason does if he feels like it or something. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. He's like, well, it's not going to be easy working for my father. We're not talking much right now. And when we do, it usually consists of him reminding me of all the ways that disappointed him. Which, like, why does his dad still run this business, too? Yeah, Because like, he clear. was going to get divorced from Jessica. So how was that going to work out? Yeah, it's not clear. Also, why hasn't Jason just gone and hit up his real dad at this point? Yeah. He's got the perfect entry point back into Peter Hastings' world, which is, you know, I rolled over on Allison. I feel like Peter's just like, thanks a lot, Jason. Fuck off. <laughs> Here's a bottle of, well, lesser whiskey. <laughs> Ashley's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't work with him. Uh, you can't move forward if you're stuck in the past. Jason's like, good advice. It's like, exactly, Ashley. You can't move forward if you're stuck in the past with Pastor Ted. Mm-hmm. And Ashley says she hopes it works out for him. And Jason's like, oh, you too. So they hug. And then Jason kisses her again. And she pushes him away. It's like, man, you're really into Ashley there, Jason. Yeah. Ashley's like, Jason. He's like, I'm sorry. Ashley's like, this can't happen again. And he just makes sad faces. And she walks away. I really wanted the camera to then cut across the street to like Pastor Ted out in front of the church. Mm -hmm. Just like heartbreaking. You know, his heartbreaking as he sees this. Starts crying, and then they pan out even farther to see that he's surrounded by, like, the children's choir who are all watching him cry and <laughs> blubber. <laughs> Although, it, it kind of made me wonder, did Jason do that on purpose, like, so someone would witness it? Hmm. I mean, it, it, I I have a hard time picturing Jason as A, because he seems too stupid, but right. that would be a move to, like, you know, go do this in public so he can get it, you know, captured on video or film and use it later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's a good cover. If everyone in town despises you because you're this spacey Lothario, <laughs> they'd never expect you to be like the secret cyber ninja mastermind. Secretly, I'm a genius. And they're like, no, you're not, Jason. Shut up. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that, Jason. Um, so no, really, let me explain to you how I did it. And they're like, we don't care. Go away. <laughs> uh, so they're like, I don't know, zombie mode at this point. Um, the savage shot of the brew. We see the neon like open light clicks off. Um, Emily comes bouncing inside on her phone as the employees are closing up. And she's like, you know, Hannah, it's w- me. Was she supposed to be at work the whole time? Yeah. Hannah, it's me. Again, call me as soon as you get this. So then she like, heads to the kitchen. Yeah. 
she's surprised and she's like, Oh, I didn't think anyone else was back here. It's Talia. And she's like, just me and my apples. That particular moment was very sinister to me. It's very creepy. Well, how do you like them apples, then? Yeah, she's very calm. She's like, just me and my apples. Well, she's, like, uh, she's got a, a pan full of like chopped up apples like and, and glaze that she's stirring with a spoon. Yeah. Did you say apples there or apples? I think I said apples. I'm baffled. Um, hmm. yeah, Emily looks like super rattled. You know, Talia asks if she's okay. And Emily's just like, yeah, yeah. Ezra just asked me to close up, so I'll just wait outside. So is Emily like a like a key holder type with the brew? Like, do only her and Ezra have keys? Well, you know, I think in California, like, if you come in, they have to pay you for two hours. So, like, is Emily getting paid for this? Like, is she actually working, or is she just going to go, like, lock the door? I don't know. Oh, but it's still, like, if your boss calls you and tells you to, to lock the door, just lock the door. Like, let everyone else do all yeah. the, the boring work of cleaning up. You just lock the door while I go, like canoodle with my like like teenage girlfriend uh, i think emily deserves that raise <laughs> mm-hmm. um so talia asks if emily you know wants to take over and talia will finish the cleaning and emily's like we both know i'm not much of a cook and talia's like oh come on you'll be doing me a favor so well, it's like I mean, that's really doubtful i think you'd probably la- rather uh, cook than clean talia you are yeah, a but, chef after all but emily's like yeah no rather than me just going and sitting on the couch you know and taking it easy after my pretty stressful day sure i'll come in do some cooking. Uh, she takes off her coat, comes over. Talia like hands her a spatula, tells her just grab the pan and stir. That's all there is to it. So Emily starts like stirring and like like uh, Talia starts like pulling leaves and shit. Well, out she's of like just hair. staring at you know Emily's amazing hair. Yeah. And she's like, you have something in your hair, and Emily's like, what? And Talia just reaches in and pulls out a leaf. Because clearly, I think Talia wanted to like initiate some touching here. Oh yeah. And and she's like, what were you doing? Running through the woods? And Emily's like, oh, I just, and she just laughs. She's like, I have no idea how that got in there. And Tally's like, all right, well, I'm going to put some things away. So she leaves Emily to, to the stirring here. Emily's phone beeps and she checks it. It's a message from Hannah that says, I did go to the bin and so did Toby and Tanner. Oh, shit. And Emily's like, stop stirring for a few seconds. So suddenly like flames engulf the, uh, the pan here. Yeah, the pan catches on fire like magic. Mm. And Emily's like, oh my God. And Tally sees this and. Quickly comes over and grabs another bigger pan and puts it on top to like cover and smother the flame. Oh, and turns off the heat. Yeah. And she's like, hey, don't worry. This happens sometimes. Emily apologized for freaking out. And Talia's just like, hey, hey, don't worry. It's nothing. The last place I worked out, I almost burned the whole kitchen down. I feel like Emily's going to be the page to Talia's Emily. Like, very uh, emotional, a little bit insane. No, because I don't think Emily, Emily doesn't want it the way Paige wants it. True. Oh, I guess I just meant like, like personality style a little bit um so anyways time says on second thought why don't you just go wait out front and i'll finish up here because obviously everything you touch catches <laughs> like, on fire. before you get us killed why don't you go away and Emily's like okay yeah Emily says okay grabs her coat leaves um tell you i'll just put this out like she understands the timeless art of seduction in a way that jason de Laurentiis never will jason will just like randomly try to kiss you yeah yeah i mean you know jason Maybe just the idea of consent, like seeking that out. Maybe just a little bit. I guess you can want to thank you for dinner. I don't mind being thanked. Uh, so in Ari's living room, Ari and Ezra are like sitting on the couch, having just finished some Chinese food that presumably did not have worms in it. Well, Ezra, it doesn't look like they've really finished it because Aria puts down a plate full of food. Well, uh, Ezra's like, I guess we're done eating then, huh? Fuck. Also, I, I, I think they're doing this at Aria's place because yep. uh, Caleb stole Ezra's apartment. Well, because that's the set they've been using. This yeah. Uh, it's funny that we have. But wouldn't it be funny if he did, though? Where's Ezra sleeping? Like, just on the tables at the brew? Okay. 
Zarya just she puts her full plate of food down and he's like, You didn't eat that much. And she's like, Yeah, I'm not that hungry. So yeah, Ezra, you're done eating too. Well, uh, I just think it's funny that we haven't seen his apartment in five B. You know, like three or four episodes. Well, in. I think there's a reason for that. Oh, because okay. Caleb stole it. I would love that. Yeah, so Ezra then like reaches over, pulls out like a wrapped package and hands it to her. It's like wrapped in like basically brown paper bags. Ezra has reached that moment in the relationship where he's just like giving presents all the time, hoping to keep the flame alive. Yeah, yeah. Hoping to buy this transactional love a little bit. Oh, we should mention that Arya's in like weird uh, black and gray, like tiger striped sweatpants mm-hmm. and like a, a white tank top with uh, some sort of like colorful picture in a circle on it over like a sports bra. It's obviously some kind of Aleister Crowley, you know, like mm-hmm. insignia. And she's like, what is this? And he's like, something to celebrate you're getting the Talmadge. She opens it up. It's basically just like a large moleskin of her initials engraved on the it's, cover. Yeah, it's a leather-bound journal. Uh, and I love the way, I don't know if you noticed this, so she takes the journal out of the box. She just kind of adds it minorly, like shoves the box in Ezra's face, like, you do something with this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Arya says this beautiful thing, Sam. And Ezra says... I remember how excited I was when I got when I got accepted to Hollis. There are so many amazing adventures ahead of you and some more alliteration, and I don't want you to miss out on a single one, the way that you missed out on so much of high school because of me. Only with a lot of awkward pauses. Although I wonder, is Talmadge possibly a more prestigious school than, than Hollis? It's bigger. I don't know if I'd necessarily say more prestigious. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Okay, uh, so yeah, then Arya's just like, wait. Well, she's, she's kind of surprised, like, what? And she's like, wait, Ezra, I don't actually feel that way. And Ezra says, I read the letter again. And Arya says, yeah, but you know I only wrote what I thought Jackie wanted to hear. And Ezra says, I think it rang true for her for a reason. And Arya's like, yeah, because I'm a good writer. And Ezra's like, um. And then just like dead silence, like brutal, hilarious silence. Yeah, because I'm a good writer. And it's like, mm. oh, that's just cruel, Ezra. And he just stares at her blankly, and Arya's like, I don't understand. This morning, you were practically laughing when you read it. And Ezra says, then I had a chance to think about it, and, and I don't think that you could have written what you did if there wasn't some small part of you that thought that way about us. Talking exactly. <laughs> and Arya's like, I don't regret being with you, Ezra, at all. And Ezra's should... like, maybe not now, but if we stay together. And Arya's like, if? What, what, are you, what are you saying? Oh, poor Arya. She never sees it coming. Mm-hmm. And Ezra's like, I'm saying I, I want what's best for you. You're approaching a very exciting time in your life. You're going to be needing new people. You're going to be discovering yourself. And Ari's like, right, I can do all that and still be with you. And kind of, there's a beat, and then he reaches over and holds your hand, and he says, if we stay together, you might grow to resent me. But if you take this time for yourself, there will be no regrets. Promise me you'll at least think about it. A single, single tear rolls down Arya's one good eye there. And she's like, yeah, I will. She never sees it coming. And he's always so cool about it. It's almost cold-blooded. Well, he manages to be, like, kind of correct and sensitive to Arya's needs here. And still, somehow, a dick. Well, and I... I don't know. I, I, I flash back my mind when he, like, dumped her in her own car back <laughs> in season two. And she's just, like, like coalescing into tears. Well, but then I... I kept thinking to myself, like, is there a way that Ezra's doing this to get more hand in the relationship? Well, like, Ezra, this is why you should have never dated a her to begin with. Because you always knew that if it lasted this long, this moment was coming. She'd get too old for him? 
Yeah. Well, it just like, it's like what happens when college becomes a factor? What are you going to go with her? Are you going to expect her to like still be with you while she's in college? I mean, you know, it's like, this is why you don't date someone who's that in that much younger than you in a in totally different like life situation, you know? Well, I mean, and obviously this is a TV show. If it's like it's TV show leanings on logic perspective, and obviously Arya is an insane person. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I feel like we would be talking about how she was almost frozen to death today, and yet <laughs> this is still like the saddest part of her Monday. Really? Well, and it's like this is this is why he shouldn't have started the relationship because him having you know already graduated college, he would know. That, like, the relationships you have in high school, those are, like, almost always going to end when you go off to college. Right. So, it's like, what did you think was at the end of that road for you, Ezra? You're absolutely correct. I would only clarify that, that this is not the reason he should, should not have well, started one of, the relationship. Well, it's one of very many reasons why he should not have. Yeah. <laughs> but he, even if you're going to, like, avoid all those other ones, it's like, what, did you yeah. really think this was going to last, you know? Oh, that's the thing about all of their relationships is is what did you expect that becomes mm -hmm. a factor i mean like like i said even emily and page had that that conversation about how we're not going to be together come college time mm -hmm. and then they kept trying to make it work as you do um so spencer's kitchen spencer's just let hannah in hey do you hannah, want to do the dialogue for this sure do you have it yeah give me a sec spencer is uh in a fascinating weird like super big collar low cut like red and white like long sleeve shirt thing it looks like something popeye would wear yeah all right just sent it to you do you want to be spencer or hannah uh you tell me i guess i can be hannah okay i i would like to know from people who actually enjoy hastings dinner theater on bros mm -hmm. watch below too like how are we doing who should we be playing Hmm. Who is best suited to us? Who do you think you should be playing? I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Um. So, who's who again? I'm Hannah. You're Spencer. Okay. So, uh, Spencer's just let Hannah in. Hannah's like giving her an earful, and she says, "How could you tell Toby about the storage unit?" I didn't. Well, I don't believe you. I wanted to tell him. Okay. I almost told him, but I didn't. Well, then how come he and Tanner showed up there today? Because Hannah or Holbrook broke into your computer, Hannah. He recorded the conversation that you and Caleb had. He knew that you were going to the storage unit, and he probably just tipped them off. Why wouldn't he just leave everything there if he, if he and Allie want to pin this on me? I don't know. And why didn't Toby warn us? I don't know. Toby knew about the knife, Spencer. Okay, he knew one of us was being set up. Well, he didn't see it that way. I know, so I just wrote Toby there. Yeah. Uh, Hannah's just shaking her head in disbelief. I love this fight because neither of them are wrong and they're really angry at stuff that's not about each other. Mm -hmm. uh, Hannah says, since when did his job become more important than his friends? You know, you can't blame this on Toby. We told you not to move that stuff. You didn't listen to us. You screwed yourself by going there and you screwed over Caleb too. Wow. Nice. And so Spencer, Hannah turns to leave and Spencer suddenly realizes that like her scorched earth arguing there is probably with the wrong person. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like she's really pissed at Toby right now, but she was just forced into defending Toby mm -hmm. because just because of the, the dynamic of the argument, you know, like, well, and she's not wrong about Toby. 
But yeah, I love it. Like, like this is what what Hannah did today is what Hannah was always going to do. Like if you've ever watched like the show, or if you mm-hmm. are Spencer and know Hannah, like I said, you guys should have like tied her to a chair the night before because this because Hannah's gonna Hannah. But uh, well, and it's like Spencer is forced into trying to be the good girlfriend here and like not throwing Toby under the bus, even though she wants to. Yeah, but like she she can't do that before at least she at least talks to him, you know. But, but yeah, this is how Spencer argues. Any argument of Spencer that's going to last more than ten seconds, she is basically just going to pour gasoline all over everybody mm-hmm. and like dance around with a match. Um, so speaking of which, or so Spencer like you know Hannah storms out. Spencer like marches over to the island to pick up her phone. Uh, she's like wiping away tears as she starts dialing. Uh, we cut over to like the Rosa PDHQ where we see Toby's uh, phone on the desk and it's ringing and the caller ID says Spencer. Um, well, first of all, why is his phone on his desk? That's not professional. I mean, does he have pockets in that uniform? I don't know. I would think so. Uh, and Tanner is walking up, uh, walking in and around his desk as the phone's ringing. So he silences it. And Tanner takes a seat and she says, we need to talk about what happened tonight. And Toby's like, okay. And Tanner says, we know one or more people helped Allison kill Mona and move her body. And he nods and Tanner says, I don't know if what we found are Mona's remains, but I do know if those drops of blood match her DNA, your friends will be the first people I bring in for questioning. So it sounds like maybe they found a body that's not easily identifiable or maybe just something so like half dissolved that they can't really tell. I I read an exciting but maybe not plausible theory that I want to share at the end of this. I still think Mona's alive. I think she found uh, a body and like dissolved it to the point where it's unrecognizable and poured some of her blood in. Uh, but anyway, uh, Tanner says, let me remind you, you took an oath when you became a police officer. Withholding information is not an option. So if there's anything that I should know, now is the time to tell me. And we get like very concerned Toby face here where it's like he's ne- he's in a position now where he can actually get in trouble with the law himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's just now realizing that. The thing about Keegan Allen and his acting style here is, um, so you dragged me to see that hideous Hobbit movie. Okay. <laughs> and like we've documented, I think, I don't know. I think we've talked every once in a while about Toby's hand acting. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. we brought that up. Maybe not. Like Martin Freeman and everything he does has this move where like, he just seems like he's constantly trying to swallow more and more grief and doubt and whatever you know like it's a lot of like jaw mm-hmm. and like throat acting keegan allen needs a little bit of that especially right here because he's just kind of like glowering yeah he's just glowering like he looks kind of vaguely evil for a moment um, i felt like he's just like he turns to trip reed and he's just like i feel like my hands should be doing something <laughs> toby you're at a desk your hands can't do anything god damn, damn it, it. <laughs> Um, so after the commercial, we're at the brew. Emily's like chilling on the couch, playing with her amazing hair, t- talking to Hannah on the phone. And she's just like, I'm not even sure that this is Holbrook anymore. Why would he be willing to kill for Allison? Spencer and Ari almost froze to death tonight. And I, and then like Talia comes out of the back and Emily like sees us and tells Hannah she has to go. She'll call when she gets home. Talia like comes over to Emily. She's got her hair down now. She's like holding a plate of food, saran wrap. She says she's almost done. She just seems like wiped down the counters. Because obviously Emily isn't going to do shit here. Well, that's what Emily's been saying since the moment she walked in. Like, <laughs> I, I, her coworkers have got to fucking despise her. <laughs> yeah. And so Emily's like, okay, and uh, about your dish? And Tally's like, you didn't ruin it, Emily. My apple pie is now an apple flambe. <laughs> and that's a metaphor. 
And Emily nods cautiously and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not really myself today. And Talia says, do you want to talk about it? And Emily's like, uh, not really. Which <laughs> made me laugh just because it's like, yeah, no, she doesn't want to talk about it with you, Talia. Yeah. And Emily's like, I just need some sleep, rest, you know, recharge. And Talia's like, have you eaten? And Emily says, not much. And Talia says, well, you can't recharge on an empty stomach. And she holds out this plate of food, which looks like mashed potatoes and I don't know, maybe some like slices of steak or I don't know what, what that is. Uh, and Emily's like, you made that for me? And Tally says, mashed potatoes always make me feel better. So maybe they'll do the same for you. And Emily's like, thank you. I can't imagine what you must think of me. And Tally frowns, like kind of unsure what she means. And Emily says, ever since you got here, I've been Two days ago. a mess. You know, first I tried to kick you out of the kitchen. Then I broke down about my ex. And now this. You know, I wouldn't say I'm the smoothest person. But generally, I'm a little less. I don't want to tell you to just be like Spencer Hastings. And Emily's like, exactly. And said, Tally says, neurotic. And they both laugh and Emily nods. And Tally says, well, that's probably better than coming across like a total control freak, which is how I imagine you'd probably see me. And Emily's like, no. And Tally says, so the other day when I made that comment about Ezra being cute. And Emily's like, yeah. And Tally says, I didn't say it because I was interested in him. I said it because I'm interested in you. Very smooth, Tally. Mm-hmm. And she says, I was trying to figure out if you're into guys or girls by your reaction. And now she's doing some hand acting. And Emily's just kind of processing this blankly. And Tally's like, I, I should I should go finish cleaning the kitchen. And I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, is, is Emily really interested in this? And she seems kind of mostly just, like, surprised. Yeah. She's like, huh. I think pictures like are coming out of the woodwork to date me. Which is probably not something new. I feel like in like the dirtier, sexier version of PLL, like Emily just like follows her into the kitchen and they make out on a counter and like saxophone starts or playing. Do like they crazy. do like the Aria Ezra thing where they smear food on each other? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then somehow there's also like a roaring fireplace behind them. Yeah. And like a train goes into a tunnel. I guess it wouldn't. Yeah. Um. So Caleb's apartment. Hannah's there. Uh, Hannah's ranting at Caleb now. Yeah. She's like, Holbrook recorded our conversation, Caleb. He knew that we were going to the storage unit. And he's like, he set us up. And she's like, he probably sent that video to Tanner. And I was like, no, if he did, we wouldn't be standing here. And Hannah's like, well, then it's only a matter of time before he does. And, you know, Caleb says, okay, they'll deal with when it happens. And she's like, you told me not to touch that stuff. And I didn't listen. I pulled you in this mess. And I'm not going to drag you down any further. And he's like, meaning? So she says, you know, if, Hol- if Holbrook shows Tanner the video, I'll just say that, that I forced you to go with me and that you lied for me and it was my idea. Caleb's like, she's not going to believe it like that or see it like that. And it's like, well, then you should just stay away from me for a while. And she starts to walk away and he kind of pulls her back to him. And he's like, that's, that's not, not going to happen. happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Caleb, you don't, don't you get it? I'm dangerous to be around right now. It's little, this little plan of Allie's doesn't work out. Then she's going to think of something else. She's not going to give up. Uh, which liar do you think is the most dangerous to be around? uh frequently aria i mean i feel like emily makes a strong case like her girlfriends are always like almost getting murdered true 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 or actually murdered yeah spencer i think is just a dangerous person in general yeah i I, but i feel like spencer has a lot of people around her who are still alive i feel like aria is just gonna lead you to ruin (laughs) (laughs) and she won't even realize Aria's dangerous emotionally yeah um 
Caleb's like, then we'll both be behind bars, but maybe not the same facility. And she's like, I'm serious, Caleb. And he's like, me too. And they hug and music Aww. starts playing. Like montage starts. I, uh, I really want like them to up the, uh, the ante. Like there's, it's complicated, but I also want them to bandy back and forth. The, uh, I'm dangerous to be around right now. <laughs> um, that would yeah. be a great Ashley Benson shirt. Oh, up. definitely, yeah. So we uh, uh, cut to the the musical montage starts playing. The song is "Hope" by a band called like Hearts, spelled with H A E R T S. Oh, I love that band. Uh, there they've, you go. Uh, I think they've been on uh, PLO before, but great band. Everyone check them out. Yeah, it's kind of a slow song. You know, I I'm trying to think of like an, an analogous artist. I can't think they, of one right now. They make the indie rock version of like great movie like montage Glopin. music. Well, like. You've heard their their songs on PLO before, I'm sure. They mm-hmm. have, like, there's a song called Wings that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's reading yeah, her yearbook. Yeah, cut to Arya reading her yearbook. The title of the yearbook is Rosewood High, Best Years of Your Life, which I just love. It's so mean. It's a cruel, uh, cruel joke. What a terrible yearbook theme, too. I just have to say, as a former editor-in-chief of a you know national award-winning yearbook, that is a terrible yearbook right there. I... There's a fun fact for you. Benjamin mm-hmm. Lyons, editor of a national award winning yearbook. I feel like maybe this was under like Lucas's, you know, navigation. Mm-hmm. Nice, like nice job, Lucas. This weird, a I, fucking cartoon shark on the back. Are you serious? I, I'd like to give this him 1972 and say that this was like nerdy gallows humor, but I don't think it was. Um, Best she, years of your life. She flips through the pages. We see some of the students. <laughs> yeah, some of the students with names like Janelle Lennon and Mandy Line and David Lazarus. Yeah. Uh, and Wait, I, is, wasn't David Lazarus the guy who had the gravestone next to Allison in the mausoleum? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Also, I, don't, Chris, I feel like I would have remembered Lazarus because that's kind of on the nose. Chris uh, Moller is there as well. Yeah. So and I, I actually really love this scene. Uh, Arya turns the page. She's looking at more people. And then she looks at her picture. Mm-hmm. And everyone else's picture, it's like their name and then it's like what they've done. You know, it's like all is like swimming, tennis, dance, student council, you know, activities committee, chess club. Uh, she flips to her picture and it just says Arya Montgomery with nothing underneath. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was like a really great, like poignant moment. It was like it suddenly clicks with her. Like this is this is how she will be remembered by her peers in high school. You know, 20 years from now when they look through the yearbook. That's, you know, it's like, oh, Arya Montgomery. She was just that one girl who was, like, never doing stuff in class. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think Arya, she's, like, she's so committed to her own story of, like, this big, great love with Ezra. And whenever she, like, gets the uh, the, the view from the outside, it just hits her, like, a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, when those guys in the locker room were making fun of her yep. for, like, being a slut and sleeping around. It's, like, all of a sudden, like, the story she's been telling herself it's been challenged and now she has to contemplate like, what is the actual story here? You know, like did I have this big, great love or was I just some weird loser who didn't do anything in high school? Well, and and fittingly like Ezra comes to save her in that moment and she has to chastise him and let him know and put him in his place that he can't save her from all of these moments. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, a lot of people criticize Arya for like, you know, not having any development or being on a different show, but I think this actually, this is the whole point, is that Ezra is her whole life, and that is her whole development. Mm-hmm. Uh, and You know, because high school is, you know, it's where you start building an identity, and it goes by really fast, and now Arya is suddenly realizing 
this is what she's built her identity into. And like, was this actually the right decision? Cause it's, and, and does she want college to be like this too, where she's, you know, just somebody who, who barely existed in a social sphere because she was so caught up in her romance. Well, yeah, I mean, she's almost like some people are, are elsewhere, like nerdy. Uh, I don't want to use like a Gilmore girls reference, but like, like Paris Geller in a way, like Arya really thinks that she's very sophisticated, but it, like maybe part of that is just because she hasn't been fitting in of her, her peers because of Ezra. He's kept her well, so isolated. She's done it on her own, but like that whole sophisticated version of herself like you said, that she's been telling herself isn't real. Like even Spencer, you know, has managed to fit in. Well, even if it is real, it's, it's only a small part. And there's this whole other part of her. That's a, you know, a blank space in a yearbook. It's like, what did you do? She's yeah. A nightmare. Dress well, a I mean, she's basically, she's like her high school experience. It's like, she's like a, a rock, like skipped across a lake that mm-hmm. ends up on the shore on the other side dry. You know, that's, that's yeah. her, her going through high school. And now she has to, you know, ask herself, is, you know, is this okay? Am I okay with this? Would I be okay with college being like this too? And I think the answer is maybe not. Right. Because, uh, you know, now she's a senior. Now she, she sees her history of high school and it's it's nothing. Yeah. Kind of depressing. Also, I'd be really curious to what people think uh, Arya's, like, senior quote in the yearbook would be. Oh, God. That's like almost too painful to even imagine. I'm dying to hear what people's like suggestions would be. Um, so we pan into like Hannah's kitchen as the montage continues. There's Ashley sitting at the island. This is a this is a nice wordless scene. There's Ashley and there's her true love, a glass of wine. She's like pondering Ted's ring. She she slips it on, and oddly enough, she doesn't disappear like in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. She ponders it. She looks at that ring. I like in her the hand. way she just kind of tilts her head, like looking at it, like hmm. Yeah, and then she takes it off. And uh, looks away sadly. The only thing better was she dropped it in the sink and like flipped on the garbage disposal. Um, so the montage continues. We pan over to Spencer. Uh, this this shot is fantastic. <laughs> She's upside down well, in the shot as she just lays flat on her couch. Yeah, it's an overhead shot of her on the couch, but she's framed upside down in it. It's such a weird shot. I mean, definitely uh, you know communicating Spencer's mental state here. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's just staring at the ceiling blankly, and her phone rings. It's Toby. She like grabs it and just unloads on him. She's just like, where have you been? I've been calling you for hours. And Toby's like, I'm still at work. I'm buried in paperwork. Uh, actually, Toby is sitting out on the steps of the police station alone. He's not buried in work. Uh, and Spencer says, you know, what were you doing at the storage unit? So Toby says, you know, Tanner got an anonymous call that Mona's body was in there. And Spencer's like, okay, well, why didn't you call me and tell me? You knew I was worried about Hannah. And Toby's like, I found out on the drive over. I couldn't exactly call you with Tanner sitting next to me. He couldn't have at least try to do like the text from his pocket. Yeah. Although I guess he can't do that with smartphones. Well, I wonder too, as the uni, you know, in that pairing, wouldn't he have been driving? Probably. I mean, he could have done the move where he like calls Spencer from his pocket and it's just like, so Detective Tanner, I guess we got this call that we're headed over to a storage set because uh, we think Mona's body might be there. What do you think I... about that? I feel like Toby probably ran the permutations through his brain, realized that as soon as he did that, Spencer would start yelling <laughs> from his pocket and Tanner would pick up on it. Tanner's just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, so Spencer's like, what was in the barrel? And he, he doesn't answer. And she's like, Toby. And he's like, I can't talk about it. And Spencer's like, what do you mean you can't talk about it? Hannah and Caleb need to know if Mona's body is in there. 
And Toby's like, I got to go. Tanner's calling me. Tanner's most definitely not calling him. He's all alone. Mm-hmm. Spencer's like, okay, well, just come over after work then. And he says, you know, I'll be here late. And Spencer's like, I don't really care what time you get off. I really need to see you. And Toby's like, I can't, Spencer. Okay, I'll I'll call you tomorrow. Spencer's like, wait. And he just hangs up on her. Man, not cool, Toby. It's like, you know Spencer has some abandonment issues after you faked your own death back in mm-hmm. season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, when she says she needs to see you, like, she really means it. Like, from a the core of her being, you know? Well, like, Spencer's in one of those states right now. Yeah, I think the scene kind of starts off with her barking orders. She needs him to be the fountain of information. But then, yeah, you really start to see her vulnerability as the scene progresses. And it's, she needs her safe place to land to catch her because she's falling. Um yeah. Well, and she's yeah. just crying. She throws her phone on the couch in frustration. Yeah. Um, she's like seconds away from grabbing a pillow and screaming into it. Meanwhile, Toby just puts on his leather jacket, walks over to his old jalopy, uh, which is parked in front of the station. Apparently, it's been repaired in the three yeah. months. Yeah, up. your old car that she fucking bought for you, Toby. Yeah. I mean, I can see why he, like, he probably doesn't want to be around her because he's going to be forced to either betray his job and potentially, like, you know, get into legal issues for telling her stuff or... Mm-hmm not tell her stuff and get, and get in trouble with her but yeah. it's like bro that's your girlfriend that's spencer fucking hastings there well i mean it's funny is that i feel like they could repair a little bit of this damage if they just explain that to each other that thing that obviously they should both know but if they put it into words they could but find i, I don't think toby it. can explain his way out of that i think spencer is going to turn around and say you took this job to get us information and suddenly this job is more important to you mm. Well, and it's funny to me because, you know, once upon a time, Toby scoffed at Garrett, but yeah. look what he's become. Uh, so he, he just drives away. Uh, I read a theory this morning that it's Melissa in the barrel. Oh, which I, no. Which I only would mention How here just, just because of the uh, title of the next episode and the writer. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll talk about this in a second. Uh, a lot of people think that Toby is A from this episode. Really? Uh, partly because he he tweeted something about how like like he knows who A is and it will be obvious or something like that. Oh, people, you already know who A is. If people are like, oh, it's it's Toby, and I, I think they're misinterpreting his line here. I think they're ascribing like sinister intent to something that's not. Like the reason Toby's lying is because he he just he knows he can't be around her. Right. Rather than he's like being nefarious and it's like oh he's lying about where he is he must be up to it must be doing a stuff it's like i don't i don't get that read at all no no he's keegan allen's obviously talking about the fact that Arya is a obviously. yeah clearly um so we get the a tag we uh look at that bagged up like bloody shirt the one we saw on the bin of sin last week we see the bagged phone we see the other bag clothes they're all on the shelf in this like locked room we pan back to see that this is all behind that door in the abandoned ice cream factory boo-boos um, where creepy the, ice cream truck music is playing. The door that the liars couldn't get into because it was locked when they first got there. The yeah. first door, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Before the wind started blowing things around. Uh, black Hoodie A walks through past some leaves on the ground. Uh, A has like a black light flashlight, walks up to the door, uh, sees like, you know, one of the handprints that are on the right side of the door, sees one of the handprints on the window pane, sees one of the handprints on the left side of the door. Basically, all the liars' like fingerprints and handprints are on this door. Yeah. Retro. Yeah. And that was the A tag. That was the episode, The Bin of Sin. Good episode. I think mm-hmm. last week's was a, a little bit dull. This week really kicked it up a notch again. Like, the, like, really, like, 
expertly directed and, and put together like you know murder fridge sequence and and then just that montage at the end with like sad aria sad ashley both really great moments well yeah just a lot of like tightening the screws of every storyline i think mm-hmm. yeah so uh next week's episode is the wonderfully titled oh what hard luck stories they all hand me that, I don't even think I need to click on it to know that that's a Joseph Doherty episode. It's the next line after uh, No One Here Can Love and Understand Me and Bye Bye Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one's coming up. Uh, yeah, I really like this episode. I thought uh, it was one of the, the better ones of season two so far, or season five B so far. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of notes about our listeners. Well, I should quickly say um, before you get into that, if you want to talk to us, you can reach us on Twitter or at broswatchpl2. Our website page is broswatchpl2.com. Uh, you can leave comments there. And some of our listeners like to leave longer comments than, you know, 140 characters. That's a good little place to have a mini discussion about the episode. That'll be there. Um, also, if you like the podcast and you want to help us out, you can review us in iTunes. Uh, we got three reviews in this past uh, week, which is really awesome. Six 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 Kale, six 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 TV Binge Kid, and Monica Chaos—they all left us very nice reviews, very thoughtful. Uh, it's great to hear. I would just love to say that, uh, or I'd like to say that I would love to read a series of graphic novels about a character named Monica Chaos. <laughs> it's um, Monica with a K. Yeah, uh, but Kale six 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 or JJ, I believe, theory that uh, Ezra is basically a Humbert Humbert type from Lolita that he couldn't get over Allison's death. Uh, killed Arya on that ski lift and the A is just a narrative device he conjured up in his head. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I want to give another shout out to Donna who mentioned not only listened to us in a cafe, but a cafe where there was a tarot reading going on next to her, which I just thought, there's darkness in him. Maybe, Maybe even, even violence. violence. Um, thank you so much to amongst many other people, Katie and Sin and Amy and Marie for your nice comments. Um, uh, pretty little sessions on Tumblr. Said some nice stuff. Uh, Thanks to Jill and John and Amanda for weighing in on the great cookie debate. Uh, I wish there was some kind of Hannah knows what kind of cookies Hannah likes award to give you. Uh, Shay brought up another podcast app that's out there to use. Uh, Jenny sent us a very nice which app email. was that? I do not recall. Castro is pretty awesome. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, Taylor pointed out to us that there's a uh, frozen sing-along storybook that's narrated by Nolan North, <laughs> and you just know that that's fucking amazing. <laughs> what is that even like? exactly uh does he sing you just blew my mind yeah i was gonna say the scene that i really want actually is like in a hotel bar maybe the bradbury it's not even that ashley's there maybe she's in the back just drinking wine listening to like the piano guy or whatever but it's like for tanner to be sitting at the bar and then like peter hastings like walks up and sits beside her that's the scene that i want so like i feel like roma mafia and nolan or could like chew the shit out of that Mm-hmm. Um, trailer Law thought we were too hard on Johnny, which the thing about Johnny to me, amongst many other things, he doesn't even strike me as the poor painter type young man. He he strikes me more as like the guy who would burn things and call that art. Yeah, you know, I thought maybe we were harsh on Johnny, and then I read Heather Hogan's recap, and she just eviscerated him, and it was wonderful. Excellent. I uh, he I. I I have more respect for Giovanni Ribisi as Phoebe's brother on Friends. Oh God, for Johnny. Um, also, Hector Diva thought we were being too hard on Toby. Uh, that's fair. I think you really get a better taste of Toby's dilemma in this episode. Um, but really, like last week especially, anytime like the patriarchy comes down on Spencer 
we get our feathers ruffled, like Ari and her earrings might say. Also, I wanted to give a shout out to some folks who are praising us on the forums of dvdtalk.com of all places. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks to everyone. We'll be back next time to talk about oh, what hard luck stories they all hand me. Bye bye.